Hi, I'm Heather Knight, and this is the Surviving to Thriving podcast. One in four women will experience severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. We're going to discuss the taboo topic of domestic violence and the tools our thrivers have used to succeed in life. We want you to know that you are not alone in this fight. Please keep listening if you or anyone you know has been impacted by domestic violence. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Night Protection Services, for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Surviving to Thriving. Today I have with us Dr. Carolina Tillotson. She is originally from South Carolina, but moved to Georgia and has been here for uh, several years. She went to Brigham Young University and she got her Bachelor of Arts in Communications and more specifically print journalism. Then she went on and went to Life University, which is here in Georgia in Marietta. She got her doctorate from Life University. She owns the Wellness Connection, and I'm going to let her kind of talk about that and what that is, but it's in Buckhead, which is kind of like a suburb here of Atlanta. She opened that last year, and she calls herself a catalyst for healing, and I'm going to let her describe what that means because I would butcher it if I did. So Carolina, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your bio? Sure. I'm Dr. Carolina Tillotson. My clients call me Dr. Carolina. And I recently launched a practice in Buckhead, Atlanta. So like you said, on the suburbs of, well, it's more, it's in the city of Atlanta. Yeah. And it's called the Wellness Connection. The basis of the practice is that when we are truly connected and are healing and taking care of ourselves, we then are our natural response is to want to connect to the people closest to us and help bridge and heal and have healthy uh, relationships in that arena. And then the ripple effect into the community. So it's all about, you know, true wellness starting from within and it being able to branch out and affect the community in a, in a massive way. Definitely. Um, I, I go to the Wellness Connection and I wholeheartedly believe that. So um, I think it's a great place and a great perspective and idea that you're spreading to you. everyone. <laughs> How did you get on this journey? Where did you start? I mean, you're from South Carolina and you're originally a journalist. Who goes from being a journalist to a doctor? You know, what, what was that path like? Yeah. And, you know, before we hopped on the actual recording part, I said it was a windy road. So I'm going to try and give you the Reader's Digest version, which is the most eclipsed version, but still hit the high points. So I, I will tell you, since I was in fourth grade, I knew I was going to be a doctor. I just put it in my mind. By the time, and, and when I say doctor, I was thinking very traditional. So my perspective of Healing was very limited to uh, modern medicine, Western medicine. And so I go to college and still have that perspective. And I get there and realize I don't want to graduate with a degree that is um, that doesn't have a skill attached to it. And so I was introduced to communications and journalism and fell in love with it because I love asking questions and I'm naturally a very curious person. And that afforded me the opportunity to be very curious and uh, really investigate and be introduced to different ideas that I had not 
previously been introduced to in my life. And so I was still taking the classes and my mindset was still that I wanted to care for people and, but I wanted a workable skill. And in the process of being in school and working, I was, I had some pivotal experiences and people that I met that allowed me to uh, start to flip my understanding of what it meant to help people heal and be whole and be part of that process. So I was able to expand my mind about that. And it was through working as a journalist that that, that, that happened. Um, one of the most pivotal interviews, I won't say the most pivotal interview, but for me in terms of helping lay the groundwork for a different perspective, I was interviewing the Princess of Norway and her openness to different types of healing was something I had never been exposed to before. And I think because of who she was and the grace and the, how articulate she was, it gave me permission to investigate something I naturally wouldn't have investigated. And then I had to do a story on alternative medicine and then I hurt my back and someone drug me to the chiropractor. I didn't go there on my own. <laughs> And so it was all these little pieces. And then even with that, the chiropractor that helped me with my back, it was such a stereotypical story of hurt your back, can't walk in straight and fix me. And I said, he's magical. And I'll, I never went back. Yeah. Several years later, that's how hard headed and, and um, I was in my journey. Uh, I was still very focused on being a more traditional doctor. Several life experiences hurt myself again. I was much more open-minded. And at this point, I was introduced to someone who, in their practice, uh, I was able to ask more questions about the types of people they were able to help. And my frustration with the medical system in terms of, I felt like they were really great at helping people keep stay alive but they weren't great at helping people heal and have quality of life. And I wanted to be on the side of prevention and I wanted to be on the side of helping people reclaim the life and the help that we deserve to have as humans. Yeah. So that's kind of the short story of what happened. And I had enough of the, um, the education where I was able to pivot and go straight into that program, that educational program. Yeah, definitely. And life is one of the um, best. Great tutors, right? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it's one of the best schools to go to for chiropractic care. So um, you don't even know you're enrolled. You said what? Sorry. You're, you don't even know you're enrolled. Right. Constantly getting, yeah. Educated. Yes. You go through life, university, not, I mean, you go through life, but you go, through life, life little life <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> and you do that and you graduate and you get your doctorate um of chiropractic or is that right that yeah that's right yeah. and then you know through that journey even in that education process uh i was exposed to different trains of thought and uh different modalities that were designed to help people heal and some work better with different bodies than certain types. Um, and really just 
in that process have fallen in love with the human body, the physiology, and am dedicated to helping people learn more about themselves. So many times we place our, our uh, healing in other people's hands and don't know how much of it, how much power we have in our own. Right, exactly. So that is why this practice launched. And that is why I'm in Buckhead and do what I do. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's so true. We had um, uh, a couple on um, a past episode and they, um, they own Louie and Leia, which is a um, subscription box for new moms or moms to be. Um, but their whole mission is to um, teach women that they have a say in their pregnancy. Like as soon as you go to the hospital, it's not just up to the doctors of what you want to do. It, it's you, you have a say in your healthcare and how you're treated. And um, a lot of people don't realize that they think they, they go in and they're like, Oh, it's, it's, they're a doctor. They know everything. They know exactly what's right for my body. They have to, cause they're a doctor, right? We place so much trust in, in them and, and people don't realize that, no, you, you can ask questions. You can, you know, work through it. Yes, they have, they probably have the answers, but you should be asking the questions. So you fully understand what your healthcare journey is going to be like. For sure. And, and so here's the thing, do they know something more? Yes, probably. Does that mean that they should have the final say in how you proceed with your health and what your journey looks like? No. The goal, at least in, and I can only speak for my practice, there are plenty of people with different mindsets, but I will tell you from my perspective, the power needs to go back into the person who needs to do the healing and who's showing up for themselves. And so I'm there, you know what the real, what doctor really means, if you break it down, it means teacher. I should be teaching you how to be whole. Yes, yeah, I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. My, uh, my grandmother, she hit her head and her knees and uh, her knees went out and her hips went out. She got knee replacement, hip replacement, um, but just kind of assumed that a knee replacement would help her walk again. You know, she didn't really go through the steps to heal herself. She just kind of was like, well, there's my knee, so we'll, we'll fix it some way. But then she never got better because she didn't take the healthcare back into her own hands. She just kind of let doctors do what they were going to do. And then you know, she never walked again after she had her hip replacement. So it was just kind of like, this whole, that's, you know, why I agree that everybody needs to learn and understand how to care for themselves because we just, we place a lot of trust in doctors when it, it may not be the correct path of, of healing. Well, and it should be a collaborative effort. Yeah. Right. Where you're showing up as your full version, they're showing up as their full version because you pay a price to have the doctor in front of your name. And so, mm -hmm. but that doesn't take away the responsibility that you or someone else has to show up as themselves. And, and you'll know this from being in the practice, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I don't call people who come in patients. Nope. They, um, you know, the root of that word is sufferer. And I recognize and I see suffering in anything from jamming your toe to back is hurting to, you know, more emotional issues. And I see it, 
but when people come in, I try to be very cognizant of calling them participants. They're practice members. They are, it's always collaborative. Right. Definitely. When you went to life that you were introduced to several different modalities of chiropractic care was the initial draw to what you're doing now. Why, you know, there, like you said, plenty of different ways to be a chiropractor, just like there's plenty of different ways to be a medical doctor, but what drew you to this holistic sense of, of healthcare? Sure. Where do I go from here? Okay. So I came in to chiropractic with still a medical mindset in terms of, you know, that you do things to people and that you're the one that's affecting the change and you're the healer. You're the one that's maybe not healer, but you're, you're the one that's doing the work. And through that process, and through the adjusting, I re- and let me start off by saying all of the modalities work. It mm-hmm. really comes down to the practitioner, how they want to express the different techniques and which one resonates with them. But I will tell you, uh, so I do a te- several techniques. It, I don't even know if naming them makes sense. Um, <laughs> But I tend to blend chiropractic with a modality called craniosacral work. And uh, really the, the reason why I moved into, into this more gentle work, because mm-hmm. you've been in the practice, uh, yep. you know, there's a range, right? When people come in, my goal is to teach the body where um, it's holding its stress and disconnection and and pain and trauma and how to release it in a way that is honoring of the body. And, and so in chiropractic school, as I was adjusting, I felt like there was something beyond just the physical. When you are working with a body, they're more than just a bag of bones. Right. <laughs> there's something connected to those bones. There's a human, there's um, a multidimensional person. And even beyond that, right? And to just address something physical, like uh, my elbow hurts, hit, fix my elbow, and not recognize that the elbow is connected to the shoulder, which is connected to this part of the body, which is, you know, this human that's inside side of the body, um, that there's so many components to it. So in chiropractic school, as I was adjusting, I felt that there was something deeper that needed to be accessed that could be healed but I wasn't able to do it with the modalities that I was in the, at that time currently using. And uh, my best friend in chiropractic school committed suicide. That experience being on the flip side of, of uh, I knew what it meant to feel emotional and mental pain. And I didn't expect to get choked up about it. You know, you know, you know what that feels like, right? right. If you check the human box, you get to experience it in some capacity. It doesn't mean that you will ever uh, experience it as in that capacity of like uh, wanting to take your life, but you will know the heartaches of of what it means to go through life. Right, exactly. And and so the modalities that I use honor the full person. It looks at that you have emotional, mental, physical stressors and a chemical and chemical is just uh food we eat the air we breathe 
right? It's what we do that changes the inside of our body. And when you look at it from a very dynamic picture, you're able, and I don't necessarily need to know exactly what's going on in someone's life. Many times I do, but I don't have to. Right. But their body is still the thing that's telling that story. And so as I work with the body as a whole, um, it's able to have a ripple effect to help heal things that aren't just elbow hurts, fix elbow. Right. Yeah. And so the death of and the loss of my friend to suicide and really having it up in front of my face. I had always been drawn to something deeper, but that really was like, okay, I've got to show up as, as this type of practitioner I want to, I felt called to. And so in that regard, it is uh, a little out of the box, but that's because it's my life experience. Right, exactly. I'm, it's, on my, it's on my radar to right. look at things that are deeper. Right, exactly. And I think that bleeds really well into what was said when I introduced you that you call yourself a catalyst for healing. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and what that means? <laughs> yeah, I got really excited. Went from being really teary-eyed to um, <laughs> catalyst for healing. Yeah, catalyst. Uh, it's all about putting the power back into the person who shows up to get healing. It has nothing to do with me. I just show up to show your body where there are disconnections, where you're holding your trauma and your toxins and your stress. And as I adjust, so as I adjust the body, it is then the body's responsibility and opportunity to take those adjustments, those changes that are made and do something really magical. And so at that point, my job is just to adjust. And then the person on the table, their job is to uh, transform that adjustment into healing. And the healing happens inside. And the manifestation is outside. So you don't necessarily see the healing that's going on. Like we don't always see everything that's going on inside of our body, but the manifestation of healing is that people get to show up feeling like themselves. They're sleeping through the night. They're eating things that are nutritious and they have energy. Their relationships feel stronger. They get to play with their kids without worrying about physical ailments, like their back is going to go out or knees hurt. You know, one of my more recent favorites, I was talking to someone the other day who's also a practice member, and it wasn't that their life got less stressful. It's that they were able to take on more responsibility and still not feel the stress. Right. And so it looks like that. The stuff that's hard to like point at, you can point at it, but it's, but not until it's, it's complete, right? You can't, while you're going through it, you can't point to it, but you can look back and say, oh, I just did all of that. That's really cool. Yeah. And then as people move through pain and they get through uh, discomfort or they're able to move better, um, they forget where they started. And so that's part of the process too, as we look back after a certain amount of period together and say, hey, do you remember we started over here? And look how far you came. Yeah. And congratulations. Right. 
Yeah, because it it is a huge accomplishment, especially because a lot of people go into go into chiropractic care as a last resort. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be oh, a last I'm resort, but <laughs> but but a last <laughs> resort, right? And it's like you've you've done all the medical stuff, you've you've gone to see your primary care doctor, you've gone to do this and this, and then you're like, fine, I guess I'll go to the chiropractor, and yeah. then you you start to actually heal, but you kind of forget that where you started, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. So when people are like, you know, I've gone everywhere else. I'm like, Oh yeah, I was that person too. I understand that yeah, all the yeah. way to the side of not even believing it was something that held merit to being one now. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, um, I enjoy those conversations probably the most. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, personally that, I mean, we came to you almost as a last resort. Um, we haven't really talked about it on the show, but a lot of people do know that Zach and I suffer from infertility. Um, and so we are going through all of these processes to try to have a baby. And it was like, you, uh, we went to one of your workshops and we'll get into the workshops and those and stuff in a little bit, but we went to one of your workshops and um, you said something. And I, I looked at Zach and I was like, should we should we do chiropractic care for infertility? Like, is that a thing? I can promise you I did not say the word infertility. At that <laughs> no, no, I know. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember what it had nothing to do. It just had like a, a, with healing the body and, you know, moving different things and the whole, the whole package. And so um, I remember we came to you and you're like, yes, it actually does help. So that's all, you know, like, but it was still a last resort because nobody thinks that like, you don't correlate infertility and, and chiropractic care. Like they just aren't ever in the same conversation. So. And the thing that, uh, I found that very astonishing as well. When I was first learning about chiropractic, I was like, you help babies with earaches and old men with back issues. What? <laughs> yeah. And people get pregnant easier. You know how, what? Like moms can breastfeed easier. Like, it's this huge spectrum because what happens, and I guess maybe, uh, do you mind if I just explain chiropractic if no one's ever yeah. heard of it? And, Definitely. you know, I will say YouTube videos might not be the best way to <laughs> learn about it. Yeah. Go visit an office or call somebody up or message them on Instagram and be like, hey, what do you do? Because there's some things out there that aren't necessarily accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chiropractors, we specialize in the nervous system. The nervous system is your brain. It's your spinal cord. Your spinal cord comes out in our nerves. Nerves come out of your spine and they attach and give life to every living, or not every, every part of your body. It's basically like the power cord in. Like you want it, you want it to be on and working while a nerve has to get there to bring life to it. So we specialize in keeping the nervous system healthy that also is responsible. So in that umbrella of things that are benefited is like breathing, digestion. So any function your body does ultimately is a reflection of how well your nervous system is working. And so things that can affect your nervous system are tension. So it can be uh, traumas and we talk about them being physical, mental, emotional, uh, toxins, which are more chemical, and thoughts, you know, it's amazing that the the things that we think really do reflect in our in our health. You know, what we believe is what we become to be in a lot of cases. And so, 
um, I'm going to show the model for anyone that watches the podcast. They can. Yeah. I was definitely. like, I pulled it over because I was like, yes. okay. So we're hard things and soft things. And I'm going to be, I'm going to really reduce it down to just the parts. If somebody wants to reach out to me personally and just pick my brain about it, you're more than welcome to. We're hard things and soft things, hard things like bones, soft things like muscles, ligaments, tendons, and basically a pulley system. And so as we go through life, we have those traumas, toxins, thoughts that have the potential to distort the system and it can change the, the structure. So our physical body is where we see that, the change. And the role of the, if you notice here um, on the model, you'll notice like over on this, it's my right, it might be your, your left, but this side is sticking out and that might be a symptom producing side. And, but what's the real issue is the thing that's actually pushing it on the other side. So we come as chiropractors and look at what is actually causing the distortion in someone's system and how do you, and so the goal of the adjustment is to bring ease back into the system because the opposite of ease is dis-ease, disease. So that's chiropractic in a nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. Um, I think like, like we've been saying is just that it's so it's kind of taboo to go to a chiropractor right now. Um, is, well, I mean, it used to be, I remember yeah. growing up in a small town and if you went, first off, I don't think they lived in the main town. It was like outskirts. Yeah. And if you went, you would go, but not really tell anyone you were going. Right. And uh, you kind of waited until you were at a place where you couldn't function. Right. Meaning you couldn't walk, stand up straight things were hurting. Pain is a driving factor why I see people, mm -hmm. big motivator. But the real goal is to keep your nervous system healthy as you navigate life so that you are able to be your optimal version throughout life. And so it's not just putting out a big forest fire. Right, exactly. Which unfortunately, you probably have to do <laughs> several times since people do wait to the last second to they do. To try chiropractic care. Pain is a motivator. Yes. He wants to feel uncomfortable or in pain. Right, exactly. I think we touched on it a little bit of your your perspective on healing and that you have to be the one to show up and oh, yeah, actually I want to. That? No, we did. I would, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was a lot of our conversation. Um, but how, I guess, what are some steps or tips or tricks that you give to people to want to show up for that and or like you said when you get off the table it's now up to you as you know the um the patient I don't you know I call them that but as the you know the the person to take that adjustment and and make it 10 times better so what are things that people can do after they get an adjustment to be and let me just say, it's not like a conscious decision where you are, where I adjust you and then you have to decide, will I use this adjustment for good or evil? Like it's right. not <laughs> something like that. It's something that um, basically whenever there are distortions in your system, when I come in and adjust it, it, relie it releases those distortions. Your body will naturally, it has its own internal workings 
that are then able to use that for good. So if you just give your body like a sliver of opportunity to heal, it runs with it. To not heal is to go against nature. Right. Like it just, think about if you skin your knee, if we go back to childhood, everybody has skinned a knee and you don't have to consciously think, should I heal my knee? Right. <laughs> it's like, no, your body is like, I got you. Same with the adjustment. Your body is like, I've got you. And um, the adjustment just frees up the, the resources that are being uh, held uh, in a dysfunctional system. So it's bringing order to a system that was previously in chaos. Is that so clear as mud? Yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense. Um, it, it, I think it makes sense. I hope it makes sense to our listeners. Um, but and it might be because I'm in under chiropractic care that it makes sense to me, but definitely yeah. get that aspect of it. So, so you went through Life University and then what made you decide to open your own practice? You know, most people go sure. under somebody else because it's really difficult to open a practice and to be set apart because it's not chiropractic care isn't as taboo as it is, as it was. And so we have a lot of people coming up and wanting to be chiropractors. And um, so it's kind of getting flooded a little bit. Um, so what was the journey like of opening the practice and why you wanted to do it in the first place? So first and foremost, my why is I want to show up as my full version. So if I, you know, I'm taking care of people and telling them, I want you to show up as your full version and your optimal self it would, you know, I want to do that for myself too. And my full version is to be able to care for people in the most honoring and uh, empowering way as possible. And I was designed to open this practice. That's the short answer. I did not do it alone in terms of I have a mentor who I'm able to uh, connect with for the business side of things. Um, because being a business owner and a practitioner are two totally different hats. And so where I need to learn and grow in terms of the business, I have support to do that. And so I would encourage people that if you do want to start a business, I'm a big fan of entrepreneurship, find a mentor, find someone who's a year out, five years out, 15 years out. Do you get to see what that progression looks like? And so the short answer is I want to be my full version and my full version looks like me being able to create a healing space that I feel called to do. And again, it kind of goes back to, you know, the experience that I had with losing my friend. And, and at the time this was the, the next right step. Yeah. So it's called the wellness connection. And I know there's huge meaning behind why it's called that. Do you want to go into a little bit of that, of why it's called the wellness connection? Oh yeah. So as we connect to ourselves, we naturally will want to connect better with those around us, those closest to us. And then we will then connect better to our community. So it's a ripple effect. If you heal yourself and work on you know, that process, uh, you can't help but 
create change within your community. It's that butterfly effect. It's the stone on the water. It's, uh, it's the small, small changes that actually are really huge changes. And so that's what I love about what I do is I get to see people, they look like small changes, but they really are life changing. Yeah. For the person that's on the table and then gets to get up and live uh, a full life, the life that's meant for them. Right. So that's, that's the wellness connection. And then to be, you know, the goal is to be a, a pivotal part of this community, a home base where people get to come and reclaim the life and re and if they already have the life they want, then to help support them in that life. Um, but where they're getting honest and, and open information about what it means to be well. And uh, so we don't, you know, we'll talk about it maybe later in the workshops, but educating people on the different components of their health that aren't just physical. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go into the workshops a little bit. How did those evolve? I know that you just had your first one in December, right? Yeah. Um, and you've got them planned out for months. So what was the process like of getting that? What are your driving factors? What, um, information like what why do you not why but what information's you know trying to think of what how to phrase this question of what made you decide the type of information that you wanted to give out oh sure okay so the workshops are a monthly workshop and you're right they started in december and i take care you know the space that i work in is pretty intimate and I take care of the best people. Everywhere I go, I brag about all of my practice members because I just think they are the most incredible people. Everyone is on their own journey that is so unique, but just good people. And I was like, gosh, I wish they knew each other. <laughs> and so the workshops, that's part of the driving force is that you know people that are already under care get to have connection with people who are on a similar journey. And you're gonna have you know experiences that are unique to that. And then for people in the community who are curious, someone like myself before I would have was introduced to chiropractic, I kind of was curious, but I wanted to look from afar. I didn't want anyone to really talk to me about it. I didn't want to be pressured. I just wanted to look in and ask my questions and kind of get out. And so that affords people on that end of the spectrum that are just curious, but also wellness minded and want to learn how to take care of themselves. And it's basically this big pool. So you can either come in and you're already in the deep end swimming, having fun with all the pool toys, or you can dip your, your toe in the water at the other end and, you know, sit on the edge and decide if this is the pool for you. And so that's what the workshop is. So I pull in people who are, in different arenas of wellness. So we talk about healing well, we talk about uh, thinking well, moving well, eating well. And so if it falls under the any of those categories and, and also financially well, um, then I try to bring in really pivotal people that can give a perspective that people in the practice might not be like I have that connection, but I can't introduce you to that 
everybody to that person individually. So I just want to introduce all the best people to the best people who are killing it in their fields and to build up the people who are under care. Again, it's all about living your best life. I come in, help your body heal, and then along the way, you're gonna to wanna to show up as a better version of yourself. These are also other people that can help in that process. Awesome, yeah. I We go to the workshops every month and they've been awesome. The last yeah. one in January, we're hoping to lock him down for a podcast interview. He was so- Fantastic. He was yeah, he was. he was. He was just awesome and big on mindset as you are and- Yes. Zach is and I am. And so it starts here. Like, yeah. what do you believe about yourself? And one of the things that I find most interesting in care is, and one of the questions, you know, when people first come in is how well do you think you are? And um, where do you want to be in terms mm -hmm. of wellness on that scale of zero to 10? Like, where do you actually want to be? And um, do you think you can get there? Right. It's mindset. Yeah. 100%. Um, and it's funny, uh, I don't mind talking about myself and our care. Um, but That's fine. When you, you can, I can't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you go yeah. for it. Yep. <laughs> that question was asked and uh, had, I think I was like, I'm pretty healthy. I put down like a six or seven. And, and then for the where do I want to be, I was like, I'll be a nine. And you were like, why? <laughs> like, why do you want to be a nine? Why don't you want to be a 10? And I'm like, well, what if something happens and I'm just going to be like, you know, I'm going to disappoint myself that I wasn't at a 10. And so, you know, build myself up for overachieving. <laughs> that was my mindset. You're good. And, and I hear a range of answers. So, uh, you know, but the version of 10 that you imagine right now in five years, you will so surpass that version of 10. You're going to be like, my new 10 looks different, feels different, acts different, walks different, talks different. It just, the version of 10 continues to evolve as well. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting part. Mindset, it's huge. Yeah, huge it is. We call ourselves. Exactly. And I think that's a lot of almost the hesitancy to go into chiropractic care is all the things that are floating around in our heads about different, you know, just different biases or, you know, spheres and, and whatnot. And sure. People are scared sometimes because they don't know what it looks like, what it will feel like. They may have heard stories that may or may not be true or factual. It's hard to address uh, all the fears people have. I love doing that as well because I have been that person that's been very skeptical as a journalist where I went in with those hard hitting questions and was like, explain this to me to then, you know, being under care and experiencing it, to then now being a practitioner. But I will say, if you feel like there's a gap between where you are now and where you want to be, even if it's a small gap, that is enough of a reason to ask a question to see if chiropractic is right for you. If you value your body, if you value your mind, if you value it how well they work together, that is enough of a reason to ask the question if it's right for you. Definitely. Because why not? Right, exactly. What's the harm? And I think that a lot of times, um, and I think why I definitely would recommend your practice to people is you have that gentle approach, you have that soft touch that that's not so scary of like, you know, you're just coming in cracking backs and necks and, you know, Every, you know, then we leave. Um, I think that 
it's definitely a more toned down approach to chiropractic care. That's the right word to use. Even, yeah. but Tone is right because I match whatever your body is showing. So if you have a, a distortion or something in your body that needs to be adjusted, I will, the adjustment matches that thing that needs to be adjusted. So if it's something gentle that can be adjusted and then your body runs with it, then I'm going to choose gentle. Because if I come in forceful, your body will forever remember me as the forceful one who um, does all the work for you. Right. <laughs> and the goal is to empower you. And, right. And then I should note, whenever people are here, there's music that's playing. Yes. You know, it's part of the experience that the type of music that is played stimulates brain waves that are associated with healing and relaxation and um, sleeping thriving <laughs> part yeah so sometimes people get sleepy <laughs> yeah. but it accelerates that process on that level yes definitely I think it's um I mean it's it's true across the board when you're working on something that needs your full attention most people play classical music or some sort of relaxation music so it makes sense that when you want to focus on your body and healing your body you should be listening to classical music <laughs> we don't do classical music. not classical no not, but not yet <laughs> no <laughs> but it's calming yeah. relaxing it's and piano and acoustic kind do of like theta waves different yeah different yeah it's but, but it's yeah. good it is it's relaxing and calming and allows you to focus on what you're wanting to focus on and being present in that room. So kind of jumping back to the workshops, uh, before we got recording, you told me that you had one planned for the summer. And obviously this is a women focused podcast. So definitely yeah. want to um, talk about that. So later this year, there will be something, a, um, a workshop designed for women's wellness and looking at bringing in different experts, entrepreneurs that fill in the gaps on, you know, mindset, financial, and any area that can boost someone's well-being, having another uh, professional there as well. That's awesome. I think that it's so huge for mindset for women and having somebody that can actually focus solely on women's mindset is huge because it, I think it's a lot easier to, <laughs> this is not supposed to be in a bad way, but a lot easier to change the mindset of a man and to be able to, I know it sounds bad, but like almost tell them, you know, like, oh, you're, you're amazing. You're strong. You can go and do this. And they're more apt to know that or feel that, that they can do that. Whereas women kind of have this like drawback of like, but really I may not be, or, you know, we have a lot of self doubt and all this stuff. And I think that changing the mindset of a woman is a lot different than changing the mindset of a man. So here's the thing I'll say to that. Um, I work with a lot of men, more men than women actually in my practice yeah. and men, I won't say it's easier to change a, a, a man's mindset. I will say it's different. Yeah. So what drives a man versus what drives a woman can be different also based on personality. Right. right. And so, but here's the thing. When you heal a man and heal men and you heal women, the world just gets better. And the, the reach that women have in terms of how they can affect the world for good, I mean, it's women's time, right? Like 
you're seeing a huge empowerment in terms of people showing up as who they want to be. So to be able to help empower women to live well, reclaim the life they know is theirs, be healthy, exactly who they want to be uh, is just going to make the world better. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, so I'm super excited about that summer workshop yeah. and it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be, it'll be fun. I'm assuming just cause I know it you. Will be. all the other ones <laughs> have been fun. I yes. mean, that's my perspective. <laughs> yes, definitely. So kind of it's on topic, but not really. Um, what is one person <laughs> that has influenced you or been influential in your life decisions or getting you through obvious tough times in life? Um, who's one person that you turn to? I will say I've been blessed to be around people who have filled in different gaps depending on what the issue was. So, you know, I've been blessed to have really fantastic parents and having a relationship with them. And I will say my grandparents uh, have been hugely influential in my mindset and having the drive to just go for things. And so at the end of the day, I think my family, so I could bounce around between which family member I would <laughs> reach out to depending on what it is. And then if you look at business, there are people that have affected me professionally that it was perfect for that time. Yeah. And in that moment. Definitely. I know that, I know your mom definitely supports a lot of what you're doing. She's at every workshop <laughs> and sets yeah. up and cleans up. and She helps with the treat. Awesome. That's yes. how I know how many people are going to be there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She does a good job. Yeah, she's and awesome. And then my dad helps behind the scenes quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that it's always um, important to ask that question because um, nobody does it alone. Everybody has a team behind them. Um, and so many people feel like they're alone and doing this and it's like, you just, I just want to keep reiterating that nobody on this podcast or anybody that's been influential or, or powerful or anything in life did it alone. So. No. And if you are feeling alone, then, you know, my, because they're, diff, you know, right now I'm mentioning and it sounds like, oh, I have all these, these people that are around me. Well, they have full lives too, that they are living. And so there are times in life where, again, if you check the human box that you will feel alone. And so if you are, you know, seeking mentorship, if you know that you need guidance, setting that intention that you, and I believe in writing it down and also verbalizing it, that like, I'm looking for some guidance here. I'm looking for some support and, you know, allowing people to show up. Yeah. It might not be who you expected. It could be a professional relationship that ends up affecting your personal life in a really profound way in terms of learning balance or whatever the case may be. So setting that intention, we are definitely not meant to do this alone. Right. We're definitely meant to be connected. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's yeah, definitely. And I love that you brought in the connection part. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so in the practice, what are you working on now? What are you working on moving forward? How are you going to grow and be more? What's your clarity for 2020? The epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
oh, how am I going to grow? These workshops, the goal is to become the, just the place to go for wellness. And when I say wellness, sometimes people think, oh, that's such a boring word, wellness. But to have wellness is to be able to grow and have dynamic change. It's to be able to adapt to life. And so to have these, and they're called Live Well Workshops. So to just really, I want a reason to move locations. I was going to say, I you're will, almost out of yeah, total you know, line. Every, every time they, I have uh, RSVPs, it's well beyond the capacity of the room. But there's ebbs and flows with people being able to make it. Right. So for this year, I would love to have, you know, at, at least hit 100 per workshop. And for people to... Uh, feel like this is, is uh, use it as a resource for their life because that's what it's for. It's meant as a way to give back and uh, provide a home base for people to get well and stay well. In a world that, and we talk about this, if you don't intentionally choose to be well and you ride the conveyor belt of American life, you will be sick. Yep. That's not, oh, Dr. Carolina thinks that it's, there's, statistics and numbers uh, that and and research that supports that so you know to be well is to be elite it's to be uh, a minority in a culture that is on the fast track towards sickness um, and sickness I, I define as not being able to move well to have disease chronic whether it's chronic or not it's to uh, be on medication for diseases that are lifestyle-based. That means they're choices that we make. And so, yeah, this is just a, a place for people to get good education and support to live uh, a healthy life. Definitely. Um, I think that the, the workshops are definitely going to be huge in not only making people's lives easier and better to live, but to bring awareness to chiropractic care and that it's not this scary thing and taboo thing that everybody's like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> you know? No, you know, top performers uh, have chiropractors. Mm -hmm. That's part of their team. And, you know, I always talk about working in a team capacity, like who is on your wellness team? Who's on your team that's helping you stay well? And if you don't have a team, now's a really good time to start to recruit people because you get to choose. When you're in the, the choice, in the phase where you are not dealing with pain or illness, that means you get to choose who's on your team versus right. it being dealt to you. Right, exactly. Wrapping up a little bit here, is there anything that we missed that I didn't ask, that I didn't say that you want to have said? It's such a loaded question. I know. <laughs> What do I, I, I feel like you did a great job of asking. I would just encourage people to be curious. If it's outside of the realm of what you typically view uh, as part of your health or something that could benefit you, be curious. See, could it make me better? And if it doesn't, then walk away. Yeah. And definitely. if it does, well, then welcome to a healthier, better, more optimal life. Um, and then also to 
you know, if there's one thing I hope people know, it's that they are designed to thrive. They are designed to heal. It is natural to heal. And the power to do that comes within first. And then the manifestations are on the outside. We have three questions that we ask every guest that come on the show um, as our final question. So the first one is, what would the new you say to the old you? Great question. What would the new me say to the old me? Mm. That's almost emotional, right? Yeah. Especially if your journey's been... And we only hit on, you know, more of the superficial parts of the journey. But Mm -hmm. I think I would, you know, and this is what I say to um, entrepreneurs that I run across because I feel like I'm a magnet for entrepreneurs as well. You've got this. You're going to be just fine. And if you lean into doing the things that you feel like you are designed to do, to be your full version, it's going to work out and not to worry about how it's going to work out. Just know that it will trust the process. So maybe trust the process is the short sweet. If I were to get a tattoo, it would say trust the process. Um, But uh, yeah, because one thing that I, I hope for, for people that have big audacious dreams is that they go after them. Yeah. There's so many reasons to be afraid or to think that you have to follow a path that looks like someone else and you just don't have to. You, you. Yeah. Well said. Um, I've had a few guests that have said, trust the process. So it just reiterates it. Like, and trust the universe. Yeah. Trust that there are things working that you cannot see right now that are in your favor. Definitely. Um, our second question is, um, what is a book, podcast, ebook, anything that you can recommend to our listeners that have, that has either gotten you through a tough time or you think would help them get through a tough time? Um, okay. So that's good. I've been, last year I was very much into mindset and I wasn't reading those types of books. Let me see the best book that got me through a hard time. I'll probably think of something really fantastic once we end this, but um, I'd say if you're going through a really hard time, and it depends on the type of hard time, but if it's stress-related where you are burning the candle at both ends and you're running that hamster wheel as fast as it'll go and it's smoking and you need to get off of it and read something that's fun, that's magical. I go back to like a childhood favorite. I'll read like Peter Pan or just excerpts from it. Nice. Um, but when it comes to uh, healing and knowing your purpose, I would say awakening your icky guy is a good one. Icky guy is, is uh, a word for your life purpose. That's a really good one. I would say the five second rule is a good one about taking action. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. I'm like, I could, I could pull up my, my thing, but, um, yeah, for right now, I would say awakening your icky guy. That's, that's not a super hard or harsh read. And, um, the five second rule has been, has been good. Awesome. And finally, how can our listeners reach you if they want to hear more about you or more from you? Sure. Uh, 
So the website is twcatl.com. So it's the wellness connection ATL for Atlanta.com. And they can go there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is just Dr. Carolina Tillotson. And I will always have a link in my bio to whatever workshops are available. You can also reach out through email or call the office. I'll get back to you in any of those capacities. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Doc, for being on here and uh, talking to us about health and wellness and mindset and, and sharing very personal things. And, and thanks for being on here. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O, thriving, A-T-L, or online at 2thriving.org.